We are in the book of Job, and Job's third friend, or third companion, however you want to see that, has bluntly told him again, you, this all happened because you sinned. And Job, Job answers him, and he gets a little sarcastic in this one. So we're starting in Job 12. Then Job answered and said, No doubt you are the people, and wisdom will die with you. A little sarcastic here. But I have understanding as well as you. I am not inferior to you. Who does not know such things as these? I am a laughing stock to my friends. I, who called to God, and he answered me, a just and blameless man, am a laughing stock. Uh, in the thought of one who is at ease, there is contempt for misfortune. He kind of digs back at why Zophar said what he said, um, that those who aren't having trouble or not in trouble um, tend to look down on people who are. It is ready for those whose feet slip. The tents of robbers are at peace, and those who provoke God are secure, who bring their God in their hand. So he's kind of poking back and saying, hey, you know, you think that just because you have something in your hand, even if you took it wrongly, you, that, you know, that God's in your favor, but that provokes God. But ask the beasts and they will teach you, the birds of the heavens and they will tell you, or the bushes of the earth and they will teach you. And the fish of the sea will declare to you, who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? And the reason Job says that is he's saying, I believe in God more than I believe in anything else. So if good or bad, ultimately, God is in control, is what he is saying here. In his hand is the life of every living thing, and the breath of all mankind. Does not the ear test words as the palate tastes food? Tastes food. Wisdom is with the aged, and understanding in length of days. With God are wisdom and might. And here he goes, he, he lists one excellency of God after another. He has counsel and understanding. If he tears down, none can rebuild. If he shuts a man in, none can open. If he withholds the waters, they dry up. If he sends them out, they overwhelm the land. With him are strength and sound wisdom. The deceived and the deceiver are his. He leads counselors away stripped and judges he makes fools. He looses the bonds of kings and binds a waist cloth on their hips. He leads priests away stripped and overthrows the mighty. He deprives of speech those who are trusted and takes away the discernment of the elders. He pours contempt on princes and loosens the belt of the strong. He uncovers the deeps out of the dark out of darkness and brings deep darkness to light. He makes nations great and he destroys them. He enlarges nations and leads them away. He takes away understanding from the chiefs of the people of the earth and makes them wander in a trackless waste. They grope in the dark without light and he makes them stagger like a drunken man. Um... And Job continues in the next two chapters, so I'm just going to keep reading here. Behold, my eye has seen all this. 
Now, we don't know exactly when Job lived, but apparently it was a time of turmoil. If you listen to that last little bit, he'd seen kings or those who thought they were ruling become servants. He'd seen, he'd seen things overthrown. Um, probably Job was close enough to the flood to remember the flood. Um, or it to be not too many generations back. So Job Job is is going, wait a minute, we know that God brought the flood. We know that God destroyed the Tower of Babel. You you know these things. Behold my eye has seen all this, my ear has heard and understood it. What you know I also know, I am not inferior to you. But I will speak to the Almighty, and I desire to argue my case with God. As for you, you whitewashed with lies, worthless physicians are you all. Oh, that you would keep silent, and it would be your wisdom. <laughs> if you can't say anything uh, wise, Job is, Job is saying you should be, be quiet, and I, I should follow this more often. Hear now my argument and listen to the pleadings of my lips. Will you speak falsely for God and speak deceitfully for him? Will you show partiality toward him? Will you plead the case for God? Wow. You know, a lot of times we want to plead the case for God instead of instead of giving the testimony of God. And Job, Job actually takes that whole idea apart here. Um, will it be well with you when he searches you out? Or can you deceive him as one deceives a man? He will surely rebuke you if in secret you show partiality. I have a feeling Job knew his buddy well enough to know what he did in private. Uh, will not his majesty terrify you and the dread of him fall upon you? Your maxims are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. Let me have silence, and I will speak, and let come on me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hand? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. This is such an interesting statement of Job, because he, he's, he's gotten to the point here that he realizes that this is more than about life on this earth. Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Yet I will argue my ways to his face. This will be my salvation that the godless will not, shall not come before him. Keep listening to my words and let my declaration be in your ears. Behold, I have prepared my case. I know that I shall be in the right. Who is there who will contend with me? For then I would be silent and die. Only grant me two things. And he's really not talking to his friends at this point. He's talking to God. Only grant me two things. Then I will not hide myself from your face. Withdraw your hand far from me. And let not dread of you terrify me. And he's talking about this hand of, of battle. This hand of um, oppression actually. Then call, and I will answer. Let me speak, and you reply to me. How many are my iniquities and my sins? 
Make me know my transgression and my sin. Why do you hide your face and count me as your enemy? Will you frighten a driven leaf and pursue dry chaff? For you, write bigger things against me and make me inherit the iniquities of my youth. You put my feet in the stocks and watch all my paths. You set a limit for the soles of my feet. Man wastes away like a rotten thing, like a garment that is moth-eaten. Man who is born of a woman is few of days and full of trouble. As Job continues in the next chapter, he comes out like a flower and withers. He flees like a shadow and continues not. And do you open your eyes on such a one and bring me into judgment with you? Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? There is not one. Since his days are determined and the number of his months is with you and you have appointed his limits that he cannot pass, Look away from him and leave him alone, that he may enjoy like a hired hand his day. For there is hope for a tree, if it be cut down, then it will, that it will sprout again, and that its shoots will not cease. Though its root grow old in the earth, and its stump die in the soil, yet at the scent of water it will bud and put out branches like a young plant. But a man dies and is laid low. <coughs> man breathes his last, and where is he? As waters fail from a lake and a river wastes away and dries up, so a man lies down and rises not again until the heavens are no more. He will not awake or be roused out of his sleep. Notice Job mentions this, till the heavens are no more. So you start seeing these hints of Job going, there is, there is more to this, there is more to this. Or that you would hide me in Sheol, that you that you would conceal me until your wrath be passed, that you would appoint me a set time and remember me. If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my service I would wait till my renewal should come. You would call and I would answer you. You would long for the work of your hands. For then you would number my steps. You would not keep watch over my sin. My transgression would be sealed up in a bag. And you would cover over my iniquity. But the mountain falls and crumbles away, and the rock is removed from its place. The waters wear away the stones, the torrents wash away the soil of the earth. So you destroy the hope of man, you prevail forever against him, and he passes. You change his countenance and send him away. His sons come to honor, and he does not know it. They are brought low, and he perceives it not. He feels only the pain of his own body, and he mourns only for himself. So there for a second, there's this flash of understanding of beyond that. And then he comes back to, but this is the way it ends on this earth. And it's true. We, we Most of us, there's been two exceptions, all face death. Um... And Job is is groping with that reality. Um, but in the middle of that, <clears throat> he, he knows that God is in charge of all of those things. And so ultimately he's going, there, there may be there may be an enemy, I don't know, but that enemy is not more powerful than God. And God has set a limit on days, and, and you know, he, 
he did um and he does and so job is kind of going all right there's there's going to be a day beyond this i don't and he obviously doesn't fully understand that but um he he's ready to wait for that day he's ready for god's wrath to be to be done and so there's little foreshadowings of what we see in better understanding as the bible progresses um as god reveals himself more and more to man but we see hints of all of it in this beautiful book of job now, in Job 15, Eliphaz comes back on the scene, and we'll talk about that later. Pray with me. Father God, you are in charge of all things. You do limit our days. You, you did tell us that when we, we as humans took of the fruit of the tree of, the, of good and evil that we would die. And Lord, you have to this point allow death and you will allow death until there's a new heavens and a new earth according to your word it's a hard thing for us to struggle with because that really was not part of the garden of eden and it was never intended to be and it won't be a part of your kingdom it's not something our hearts are supposed to understand but something else we don't understand is our hearts are supposed to walk with you and yet somehow Job understood that. He understood that we we were intended to have dialogue with you. And that's a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. And yet he goes through the trouble and the trials. You allowed the troubles and the trials of this earth to touch Job just as much as anyone else. You show no partiality. And sometimes we don't like that. <laughs> um, but Job saw that. Job saw that. Lord, help us to, to have the faith of Job, even when we don't understand, but to have the faith that you're in control and that ultimately you're going to call us and we're going to answer you in an eternal place that is, that is beyond your wrath, beyond this earth, beyond the heavens that are here now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for for taking on our sin and our iniquity. Um, Job mentions that he did have sins of his youth, but had lived blameless as as he grew older. And so, Lord, just thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for dying for our sins so that we might live eternally to you. And thank you that eternity in our souls starts the moment that we accept you as Lord and Savior. May anyone who is listening who has not done that, do that today. Thank you, Lord, for your promises, your beautiful promises, and for the fact that you are beyond this heaven and this earth, that you are beyond what we can see, 
that you are the creator and that you will bring your your kingdom to pass. Thank you. To you be the glory and the power and the honor and the kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Hi, this is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and if you would like to reach out to me, leave a message at the end of the recording. Um, there's a possibility to answer a question there, or give me an email at trainedbygrace2 at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. God bless you, and remember, you are one of His Excellencies.